Mel and Kel, and this is It's Called Culture. Ever heard of it? All right, pods on the road once again. Soon enough, we'll be in our studio. So the studio actually is coming together quite nicely. I know you promised on our Instagram post that you would tell people the story behind the church pews. I think it's only fitting that we could host from a church pew. Like I was dead set on like not having any other type of chair but a church pew. Right. When we decided to do this podcast, that was like one of the first things Melissa was like, this is what we need to sit on <laughs> for our seating. And when she like reached out and contacted somebody and got them custom made. <laughs> Some sketchy Craigslist guy. <laughs> People were buying them as like regular benches, like an entryway bench or something like that. And having him actually like cut off the end caps or the parts that oh, would hi. associate it with a church pew. You know, a little farmhouse style or bench or something like that. All right, cute. And then I called him up and I was like, so, sir, what I would like is I would like a church pew to be cut to size for an individual seat. <laughs> and he's like, well, you don't, do you want the end caps on? I can take those off. I can shave down like the cross that's on the edge. <laughs> no, he like, and sir. I said, no, no, sir, you better leave that cross on there. That's can the you, whole point. Can you make the cross bigger? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so those are fantastic, but we actually haven't gotten to use them yet. We'll get there eventually, but. Hopefully on the next episode we record, we'll be in the studio. Yes. And so here last night, I was out with my parents and my mom is a listener now. Oh, boy. (laughs) When I ran into her, she mentioned just to be nice on the podcast. That's what she said? Like, behave yourself, juice na cabeza? (laughs) So my dad seems to be getting a kick out of... He he acts like he doesn't like me telling all these stories about him, but then all he wants to do is tell me stories so that I can share them. Oh, yeah, your father's a storyteller. Last night at dinner, he was just kind of going off and adding on to some of the stories I had told on my last on this last episode. And he was saying that the tea story, so when he went to the airport with his carry-on bag with only tea leaves, ground up tea leaves. He actually also had a pressure cooker. <laughs> so I <laughs> I failed to mention that in the first episode, which makes it so much worse. The tea leaves in a pressure cooker. How did you travel with a pressure cooker in your suitcase? Definitely not today. <laughs> no, so that was probably in the 80s at some point, but I just thought that was hysterical. Oh, that's amazing. I um, also have an update on my father coming here. We had mentioned how in the last episode, a woman was stranded at the airport because her family got the dates confused, pick her up. So my father's situation was when he came down, the people picking him up from the airport, which was my grandfather and my godfather, they got lost picking him up. <laughs> I feel like it's very like Three Stooges-esque. Like in yeah. my mind, all I'm thinking is like, your dad's going around one way, they're and going around the, the other, other way, way, and they're just like right. passing by each other constantly. And like, you couldn't like text or call and say, hey, I'll wait here, meet me here. 
they didn't speak English or know how to read the signs. <laughs> the one with the little malinga on it. <laughs> Baggage claim. Baggage claim, yep. <laughs> uh. Getting into our episode, we're talking about the first Portuguese Catholic school in America that we attended. The school name was not in English. No. <laughs> nope. 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 And I never realized <laughs> that when we were growing up. No. And we just kind of thought everybody knew what that was. Like, what? Oh, I go to Espero Santo. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and that's such, like, such an Americanized version of those words because you're saying Portuguese words with an American accent, and that's just how. We grew up saying our school name. Everybody that went to that school was Portuguese. There was not a soul no. there that wasn't Portuguese. So, like, today, 90% of the students there are Portuguese descent. Still, which yeah. is crazy, yeah. In, like, 2022. 20, Something interesting, though, I think the teachers flipped. So, when we were there, I don't remember the teachers being Portuguese for the most part. Now, I feel like some of our teachers were like French. We didn't have the Portuguese class. Remember, we couldn't keep a Portuguese teacher to teach us Portuguese. They we cycled had it, through. We had it briefly. I feel like the Portuguese class just wasn't a thing because we all were just fluent. Like we probably spoke <laughs> Portuguese better than we spoke English. I know I sure did. <laughs> that might be the case today still. <laughs> But even so, aside from Portuguese teachers, just the regular teachers, the principals, like I obviously there were a few Portuguese uh, teachers among them, but I don't remember the teachers specifically being Portuguese. No, because I know I would have to translate for my mom if like my mom had to come in and speak to a teacher. I would oh. translate. So like I definitely remember not them being like Portuguese. Yeah. So today, like if you go to the school website, all the teachers there, like, they all have Portuguese last names. They all look Portuguese. Right. So either they are or they, they married into, like, a Portuguese family. So that makes sense to me. But it's just crazy that while we were there, we were literally the first Portuguese Catholic school in America. You have an entire population of only Portuguese students going to the school, but you're being taught by not Portuguese teachers. No. no. I can't. Thinking of all my teachers right now, I remember I had to, like, translate. Yeah. And just culturally, like, I feel like they were just dealing with this group of immigrant children and they couldn't relate. Yeah. Even like the nurse. I don't, the only thing I remember about the nurse was getting a scoliosis check in the hallway where they made us take our shirts off. (laughs) And a life check (laughs) that I had. (laughs) My mother was embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. Lice likes clean hair, so remember that, everybody. <laughs> Don't be ashamed. She was so upset because, like, you would get the lice check done, and if you didn't come to school the next day, it was because you had lice because you had to have a doctor, like, okay you to go back to school. That was traumatizing. So if you didn't show up to school the next day, <laughs> everyone knew you had lice. Okay, so there was an outbreak because... This is the first time we're talking about this. I never knew you had lice. Oh, no. <laughs> but I guess I covered it. We covered it well. I was absent on lice check day. Were you? But I had lice. <laughs> lice, 
likes clean hair. Remember that, people. <laughs> I can't believe we've never talked about this. I never. It was so you taboo. Had it too. Oh, it was like it was. If you had it, well, like your parents were like ashamed by it. So not only this was not on the episode outline to talk about nope. today. <laughs> so not only if you were absent the next day, it was like the obvious lice indicator, but. <laughs> Then you had yep. to chop all your hair off. I didn't. Yes. I don't know that I chopped my hair off. I got a haircut. I might have gotten one, but I can't remember. Maybe I, we just like. I were remember like, getting oh, a haircut. Cool I'll just get a haircut right now. People would come in the next day with like a bob. My cousin <laughs> cut my hair in the garage. She's a hairdresser today, but back then I remember being in the garage after I got the okay from the doctor that I didn't have lice. My cousin was cutting my hair in the garage and I went to school with short hair. Did you give me lice or did I give you lice? Who knows? <laughs> but I'm an, it's an honor. This must, have, this, this must have been the same exact time frame. Dana, how did you know that the nurse was doing a check that day to be uh, home? No, it was just by chance. But how? It was just by chance. <laughs> My mom would have loved that. My mother was horrid, more mortified. So I don't even remember. And like, I just felt like I went way under the radar because like they sent people home. And I was just absent that day that they did the check. So I got to come back to school the next day. And it's funny because, like, you didn't know who was absent the next day. Because if, like... If you were absent. If you were absent. And and you weren't going to tell anyone that you were absent. Right. You just didn't know and you just went to school. And then, like, I just feel like I remember being absent just the next day. But how was I able to get into, like, the doctor's office the next day to get, like, the okay? Yeah. I remember, like, my mom, when she found out that I had lice from the nurse, my mom rushed, I think it was, like, at the time, Brooks Pharmacy, mm. to get all, like, the lice treatment and shampoo, and she, like, went crazy, washed everything inside the house. But then, like, I was absent the next day because I had to go to the doctor, and I got my hair cut. <laughs> so how did the doctor squeeze me in? Now you have to wait, like, a month. Yeah, I was going to say, like, and it's not like a one-day cure for lice. Like, it's not like you come in the next day and you're like, oh, lice-free. I, like, I remember just being, like, out the one day. But it was like, you didn't talk about it. No. It was like... Clearly, because we're finding out after 30-something years of friendship that we both have lice. I don't even know where to go from here with this episode because we were not planning on talking about this. So if we're t- we were talking about teachers... And we're talking about hair, and the only thing I can think of is our principal had a nickname of the wig. She did. I don't know what it was. It was her. She was just so. It had such a poof and pump to it. Yeah, and it was always like pristine. So like, it's you definitely know that she like got home, took it off, had it mounted. <laughs> Like on her dresser, we think we're not. We're not. It's not confirmed. There was a lot of Aquanet involved. <laughs> it didn't move. No, but they, it probably was her real hair. I'm sure it was, but that's just what kids do. You I know, know you just, just you just start rumors about right. anything. That was that was what we had to talk about, considering yeah. our school only had a hundred kids, maybe tops in the whole school. That's K to eight, maybe because. You roughly had fifteen kids in your class, sixteen, maybe twenty. So I feel up like to it twenty, was maybe twenty, right? Yeah. And it, they started to dwindle down. <laughs> it started to dwindle as the years went up. 
Yes, for sure. His tuition might have been getting expensive. <laughs> I don't know. But I felt like when we graduated, it wasn't as big. The school was so small. Our middle school, essentially, like if you broke off our sixth to eighth grade, even though it was all together, it was like 60 kids total. Yeah. 20 per class yep. in the whole middle school. Yeah, sounds about right. So we had nothing better to do than talk about the wig. <laughs> it was our entertainment. <laughs> she wasn't Portuguese either. No, she wasn't. She was definitely French. So if you were talking French before. Yeah, like I feel like we got like a lot of French vibes. I don't know what a French vibe is. But... <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. But, like, you just knew she wasn't Portuguese. She, she wasn't because I know my, my mother she wasn't able yeah, to talk to her. She didn't speak Portuguese. It's like, how do you run? Think about this. How do you run a Portuguese school but not speak the language? Filled with complete we, immigrant children. Yeah. Like, think about it. Like, how do you, like, you're, you're like, hey, I'm going to, going to work today. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand this culture at all or any of the students in this school. Yeah. So obviously it was like a Catholic school, so there was a church part to it. And I think the pre the priest definitely spoke Portuguese. Yes. So that was that. But like the actual like principal, the person in charge of the school <laughs> did not. Right. So like, I mean, she's probably going to like discipline a kid for coming in with a school lunch of bread and butter. <laughs> but that was... That's culturally acceptable. <laughs> and that it was fill-in. You put some San George Kij La Dent, it was a fill-in lunch. I brought, those in, I brought that in many a times, and I still eat it for breakfast today. <laughs> I used to call it the stinky feet cheese. I know. I used to hate when you brought it I know, to it lunch does because it smells Sorry. so bad. <laughs> but it's so good, though. Especially the one that has a little cake spice to it. It's so good. Oh, I don't. Yeah, there's one. I don't think I had a spicy version. Yeah. So this principal brought us or made us all go to her dad's funeral. Oh, yes. So her father had passed away. And then I remember, was it like a bus trip? Yes. So it wasn't, there was a parish associated with our school and it wasn't happening there because she wasn't, she didn't attend that because she wasn't Portuguese. (laughs) It was sort of far away. I want to say it was in Rhode Island. Maybe, but like our time and like knowing where things were at the time. Oh yeah, I had no idea. No idea. You but weren't paying it attention. It did sound but... like it was far and far enough that your mom gave you her big bulky cell phone, like oh. your Zach Morris cell phone. Because I remember that. I brought it on the bus. You, you brought it with you. <laughs> so she Do you this... remember this, your mom's like Zach Morris kind of phone. It may have been a little bit more smaller. Well, she had a couple of really old cell phones, but there was one that was this like Motorola and it had a little flip, but it was like the very early, very first Motorola. I think your mom had <laughs> a Zach Morris phone. She did have one Smart, that was like a though. car phone. Did I bring it in a big carry bag? She had this big I... Velcro carry bag. Yes. Yep. That's I the one. So. I brought the carry bag you, phone. You don't remember bringing the cell phone? No. Oh, you didn't? I don't remember. I lost my memory. I remember it. I think, look, you were supposed to call her because we didn't, we had no idea what time this thing was going to be over. You brought it with you. I remember. It must have been like a weekend. So that she, she <laughs> had to, I remember. I'm sorry. You like, this is a funeral. Home. So this is like bad. But she bust a whole school of kids 
to her dad's funeral on a weekend. <laughs> she had that's, to. That's a weird a move, right? Because I thought you were so cool that you, your mom had a cell phone because like, my parents didn't. This was like a car phone <laughs> in a giant Velcro bag. I mean, at least two feet long. But like that didn't need to be attached to a car to work. <laughs> Stupid question. No, that's a great question. Oh, I think it plugged into like the cigarette lighter. So like, so was you I just supposed- asked the bus driver? <laughs> like, I need to call my mom. You just bring this big bag. <laughs> but yeah, so that I mean that was great. I don't think I would have like the friendships that I still do because like my brother went to a public school and. He's not friends with a lot of the kids he went to school with. Like, I'm still friends with you guys. Like, we're still friends with a lot of the same people that we went to school with when we were little. So that has to say something. It had a huge impact on uh, our growing up and, and childhood, I think, for sure. But I still like to just, like, poke fun at it all. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think, like, the ex- education part of it was all that great. <laughs> oh, we, it was terrible. We focused a lot on religion. <laughs> Religion and like manual labor, <laughs> but but we got core memories. <laughs> so manual labor, just to clarify for people, like I, we weren't doing we weren't like, like outside doing carpentry. <laughs> but anytime, so the church was across the street, and anytime there was a an, like event, an event in the church basement or any kind of thing going on, they needed somebody to move folding chairs <laughs> from the school to the church and back again and that was that was us that was the kids and like we would clean up like after a feast we'll talk more about that in detail but it just was when i say labor that's like what we would do we were like helping our community you'd go pick up all the <laughs> papers from the bazaar like the, un- yeah. the unrolled papers that people just-, just left all over the parking lot you just dropped fifty dollars on ruled papers <laughs> to hopefully get a prize. When you clean it up, you see if anyone discarded any winners. You think that they would let you cash it in a couple of days later? If they I'm won? sure there was leftover bizarre prizes. <laughs> my my mom's home decor, like her house that we're in, in. I would describe her decor style as bizarre prizes. Her, her winnings. Her winnings. Like, if you went through her house and said, oh, this is cute. Where did you get this? She'd probably say, I want it at the bazaar. <laughs> like, that is her style. I only remember winning, I think, like, it wasn't even at the bazaar, but I remember going to the feast with my father. And he, we went to, like, the goldfish section where you, like, you know, you throw something in the bowl, and if it gets in, you win that fish. <laughs> and I won, like, two goldfish. Did they but die the next day? They died, like, two days later. <laughs> and I buried them, and I had, like, a church service. I was a kid. I think we remember taking the Bible outside. Yard? Yep. And I read to them, like, a passage from the Bible. <laughs> like, I was a priest or something. I feel like I vaguely remember this. But I think that when the second one died, my dad just flushed it. <laughs> Because he's like, we're not having it on the church service. Did we do a church service for anything else that died? At school, maybe? Because I'm, I'm like vaguely remembering reading Bible passages for we mammals. Sure, we could have. The only animals like I remember was like our iguana, that like our class iguana that we had. And then like the cow 
hanging out in the church schoolyard waiting to be auctioned for, at the fees. <laughs> like, are those are like the only animals I'm really remembering. The iguana died. Yeah, it did. Somebody took it home for the summer to take care of it and never brought it back, nope. I don't think. It did not. I mean, the cow also died. We, <laughs> we know, know that. that. <laughs> I don't Did we know that at that time? We also thought, no, we also thought like people were like, they were auctioning the cow and like, we thought farmers were going to like, oh, you know, cow, let's add another one to our, uh, our land. I always kind of thought that. But yeah, then, I don't know that I put together that the cow was, was also be... the giant hunk of meat that got delivered to my door the next week. Right. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> but those goldfish, so the sh- I thought like the nicer they looked, the quicker they died. I had right. one that I won from one of those little ping pong Throw the ball things the at the bowl. feast, and it was the ugliest looking goldfish I've ever seen. <laughs> I named it Shabby because it was so ugly. <laughs> It was like not gold at all. It was like brown. It was just had chunks missing. Yeah. Like it was just ugly. And that thing lasted for like a year and a half. My See? feast goldfish. That means something, right? Yeah. Looks are not all. Looks are not. What's the saying in there? Looks can be deceiving. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Shabby had seen some shit. Shabby had been through some shit. Okay. He was one of the rougher ones. How frightening is it for the goldfish? Like you're throwing a ball <laughs> into their little like home. Which, by the way, that's like so sad because it's like so small, like a small fish bowl. And you're throwing like a ping pong ball, and he's just looking up like, oh, fucking another one, another one just landed in my fucking house, so, like, like tsunami in here. <laughs> no wonder that some of them probably look like shit because he probably got tagged by the ping pong. That's like, devastating. That's that's trauma. If think, yeah. If you think about it, like, they probably think, like, I wonder the effects. Maybe they think, like, a tsunami's hitting their home <laughs> every time a ball goes in and hits it. <laughs> and then they get transferred to a new home oh, in yeah. a Ziploc baggie. <laughs> it does. Like a little tie. I don't even think it was, like, a full-blown Ziploc. I remember, like, holding mines, like the tie. Uh, like, like a bread tie. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, you had to actually hold it because the water would just come out. <laughs> we, are, we are veering off the tracks here. <laughs> where, where were we? We were talking about teachers. We haven't talked about nuns. No. So by the time we went there, we only had the one nun. There was one that people had yeah. talked about that was there just before we started at the school, I think. Like an extra one. Oh, yeah. There might have been okay. two. I remember that. But when we got there, I think you're right. There was just the one. But that was enough. <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> the anxiety that I had that I didn't even know was anxiety yet. Just like full of nerves going into that woman's class. All she taught for us was computer. Yep. That was just enough right there. <laughs> computer to five-year-olds like this was when we were in kindergarten or first grade i'm sure about it like early 90s what the computer was like so this was like this was an apple mac like first generation right not the clear blue fun ones was he even those first or those did we get those a little bit later no the blue ones um i know which ones you're talking about with like the color in the back right those were later 
Oh, okay. So the clear colored Macs, those were way later. Those were like futuristic. Yeah, okay. Those came out when we were in middle school. Yeah. But when we were in kindergarten, it was like the original Apple Mac computer. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay, Okay. with the little like actual floppy disk. yeah garage what they called like the tan looking they were like tan looking computers with the small ass like screens yeah i'm pretty sure the screens didn't have color it was just like black with a green or something or no there was color because actually this story i'm gonna tell involved color yeah if you like hit keys a certain way right so i don't remember what the game was called or if it even was a game but you took your big black floppy disk you put it in the garage. You shut the garage door. <laughs> okay. A lot of innu- innuendos. <laughs> Your garage, not the neighbor's garage. <laughs> not the garage to the Vizinho, okay? Yeah. Um, it's a Portuguese, that was a Portuguese ref- song reference. So you put that floppy disk in the garage, and then you would just have commands. So this nun would stand in the middle of this computer room with these five-year-olds, mind you on these computers, and she would just shout things at you like, T9, spacebar, enter, U5, C6, and each command that she shouted at you would produce something on your screen. So it was either like drawing a line or, you know, to the left or a line to the right, and you were making shapes, and then certain commands would color in the shape, um, and you had color commands that would change things. And so the anxiety of needing to make sure that your picture was correct because she knew what the picture was supposed to look like and she had eyes on this entire classroom because your backs were to her with the computers just the trauma of that (laughs) and you're five you're five you've never seen a computer before yeah okay you have no idea where these keys are and you're chasing them and you're looking and if you started down a wrong path like if you did one command wrong your entire picture was wrong. Like if you went left when you were supposed to go right with your line, everything after that is wrong. So your picture would look so bad. Right. Comparatively to everyone else's. Like it was obvious. Like she could just easily just glance around the room and be like, you fucked you, up. You're an idiot. Are you not listening to me at all? And that was just yep. traumatizing. It was like how I didn't shit myself in that class. <laughs> I don't know, because that really was. I mean, you've shit yourself every day since. But. <laughs> and that's a little, some, some years in that, in that school, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All the pent-up anxiety. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I didn't even know I had anxiety already at that age. That was, like, the beginnings of anxiety yeah. in my life, I feel. Yeah, like, I shouldn't have, like, been going to school feeling sick sometimes. <laughs> right. And, like... Nothing towards the actual school, <laughs> but it was like, let's just say some of the teachers. They would shame you as yeah. a punishment tactic for sure. Yeah. So it was like, you just didn't, you just didn't want to mess up because you knew you were going to like get yelled at or get like punished or they would like kind of like not make fun of you, but they would make it a point that like you messed up. They would make fun of you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to give a little more credit. <laughs> like and I'm not saying you specifically. I'm just saying no, like, I, they were making fun of students. Because the school is still open today. <laughs> so we're just talking about our time there. Now, how it is now. So if you still have kids go to, if you have if your kid go to school there, it's, I'm sure it's totally great. <laughs> I'm sure it's wonderful. <laughs> uh, 
I think it was just a different time. Like, I don't, I don't know because my daughter's not in kindergarten yet, so I don't really know school wise what it's like now with teachers. Right. But I feel like that shit would not fly today. No. Oh yeah. Definitely not. Like, I got called stupid from one teacher because I got something. I answered something wrong. Yeah, they like, would humiliate people. Like, yeah. they'd make you come in the front of the room. Yeah, and then I remember like my mom. I like went home and I told my mom that and like she she went into the school and she like flipped out in Portuguese and I had to translate it. <laughs> That's crazy. So that definitely wouldn't fly today. Like, I'm sure students, it you know. still exists. I'm yeah. sure it's not. It's not obviously perfect. Um, no, but I think back then it was the norm. Teachers are getting like in trouble if they right. say or do something back then. No, there was no repercussion no. for that whatsoever. Teacher called you stupid. Teacher called you stupid. She's probably right. Maybe <laughs> you get another beating when you yeah, go home. Yeah, that's right. They would. So one of the things I remember they would do was dump desks. So that was always a huge fear. So we had the type of desks that would open on a hinge. So you'd actually like open it up. You'd kind of put your head underneath to rest the right the top of the desk on it. And like the way that your classroom was. And how your desks were, like, going across. You could all have your, like, heads holding in the desk, and you could all talk to each other underneath. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We do that all the time. So when we had that set up, that was awesome. You had your things that you had to keep in your desk. And it's like, I can't control how many books you need me to have in my desk. Right. Right? No. So if it doesn't close, it's not my fault. <laughs> There was only one way. It was Tetris. There was only one way that you could get that all to fit in your desk and have it close. Like, you would line up your books. Like, if you had one thing in the wrong spot, it was it not going to close. Off. And so there were kids who were just chronically... Messy. Messy too. and just didn't have their... De- <laughs> their desks weren't able to close all the way. Like, they would kind of, like, stick up a little bit. And it was funny because you could tell that their desk wasn't closed because they would be, like, hunkering over their <laughs> desk working... <laughs> They would like you put all your weight on the, and you'd just be pushing down because you did not want to be the kid whose desk wasn't closing, because the teachers would come around and they would make a spectacle of you. Yeah, they would, they would like dump your desk and all your belongings in the front of the classroom, and then make you sit just with a chair and you're just pick your stuff out of a pile and work there for the day. Yep, something so ridiculous. Your desk doesn't close. Right, help them close it. Yeah, be like, hey, like, let's see what do you have in here that we can get rid of. Right. And like, let's fix this. No, instead you just take the kid's desk and you dump it in front of him. So it never happened to me, and thank God, because I was already just traumatized at the fear of it happening to someone else, but. We had like the fear of God instilled in us. Well, there was different levels that you could get in trouble. Like, You could get in trouble in your classroom with your teachers. Or you could get in trouble with the principal. And that's usually where it ended for most normal schools or public schools or whatever. And for us, beyond the principal was the priest. If you got in trouble beyond the principal and had to go to the priest, that was a whole yeah. other thing. Yeah. Just, just the utter thought of having to cross the street to go see the priest. At the rectory. Yeah. Yep. He wouldn't even come to you. No, he no. And like you would and then like he had his like I remember his secretary 
And then, like, you just wait there because, like, you had to get called into his office. That's all very detailed, Kelly. Like, did you get in trouble with so, the priest? I Because I don't know those details because I never was over there. But that I was, was specific. Over there because my mom got in trouble for not going to church. Oh. So I remember that, like, he called my mom in basically to yell at her because she, he, she didn't go to church because he noticed by the envelopes. So it's like, really? That's ridiculous. <laughs> so that's how I only know that there's, like, a, yeah, this little secretary. I just remember like the chairs and you just like sat there and you waited. But when kids would get in trouble from class, you're right. We would watch them from the windows and we'd watch them cross <laughs> the street and walk over by themselves to the to the priest. And it's like it was one of those things. It's like, is he going to ever come back? Or like that was it. Like, are we ever going to see this kid again? <laughs> they never talked about like what, what happened. I don't. And I'm not going to go there about what like, the punishment no. was. But they we never just- found out. They probably just got yelled at. I, I just remember my mom getting yelled at. It's just, I'm sure guilt and you're going like, to hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. I'm sure it's a lot of that. Yeah. I would think so. We got in trouble. So one of the times I remember that we got in trouble in the lunchroom, there was a big thing with lunch and you had to be sort of quiet. Yeah. It's during like, lunch. Not, I mean, lunch is a rambunctious loud noisy place yeah. in the lunchroom right but we had to pray before yep. eating lunch grace say grace yeah yep. exactly so like there was a whole process of you'd come in from recess so you're riled up mm-hmm. and you're hungry yep and you get into this lunchroom and everybody has to become silent and they did that with this giant bell where they would just ring this bell and they would just keep ringing it until everybody shut up so they could start prayer Literally do the grace. And we just would talk over the bell. Yeah. And the the poor woman ringing the bell, she'd be like, am I ringing this for my health? <laughs> do you know what? Like, I feel like there could be no other person for that job. Yeah. She was like, I don't know. She was a force. The lunch lady? <laughs> yeah. So I think she's passed away now, yeah, right? Yeah, so bless like, her. <laughs> bless her heart. At she the time, was really, she was very sweet, though, too, to us. She was actually super time. sweet. Yeah. But she had a very trunchbull-like exterior. Agreed. Or that's, that's the facade that she yeah. wanted. She wanted everybody to just be afraid of her as the lunch lady. But she was sweet. But she was. I agree. But she did get us in trouble one time. Yep. And we must have been talking, not shutting up for prayer. And the punishment, I think we should back up and just say that our lunchroom was the former church. It was also where we had gym and yep. it was the auditorium and it was it was all things to all people. This lunchroom layout was, it had a stage, which used to be the altar right. for the church. And that was where the kindergarten kids ate lunch. There was some tables specifically with these tiny little lunchroom chairs for the kindergartners to eat up there. And we ate on regular size tables in the rest of the building. And our punishment for talking too loud was that we had to, we were in like eighth grade. And they yeah. made she made us sit on the stage at the kindergarten tables and eat our lunch there. And it doesn't sound that bad. But 
we were grown. These were chairs for five-year-olds. Yeah. So we were sitting in these chairs. And when, when you pulled them up into the table, the, the table had to actually rest on your legs and the legs weren't <laughs> touching the floor. So the table was just levitating on all of oh. our legs as we we're sitting there because we were too big. <laughs> and we're trying to eat our lunch on top of this, like on display well, yeah. for the whole lunchroom. So everyone, everyone knew like, and it was always like us for some reason, like the girls, like our girls table that we sat at. I mean, yeah. And like the boys did too, but I don't think they ever like. I don't remember ever seeing. No, them they spent sit. some time up on the on the kindergarten tables too. I just know she would yell at them a lot. <laughs> yeah, I rem- I only remember being up there like once. Our lunches. I'm not gonna lie, they were quite incredible. <laughs> not like. I bet public schools didn't have anything like what. I'm going to describe for our lunches. There were so few kids that they didn't have to go to like a big, you know, wholesale lunch provider or right. anything like that. They could just call up Papa Gino's and put in an order and be like, all right, I got I got 15 for ZD and, oh, <laughs> ZD ZD. and sauce today. And, it's, and they would bring over lunch. I still like remember the menu too. Monday was hot dogs. All right, so that we just talked about how good it was, and then you started with Monday's hot dogs, and that sounds terrible. And well, it was. <laughs> Monday was hot dogs, Tuesdays. Charisse rolls. Charisse rolls, which Portuguese so Charisse rolls. To this day. Mm. So good. I eat that today for lunch, still. So good. And then Wednesday. I didn't appreciate it at the time, I'm no, sure. You don't appreciate it. You're just like, ah, oh, you're just. Another Charisse roll. Eating Portuguese food. <laughs> Wednesdays was the Papagino Ziti. Yeah, that was great. It came in these little plastic containers, like um, the lid and the bottom were plastic. Yep. And they must, the food must have gotten there too early every time. Or like maybe the day before. And the lunch lady, <laughs> the lunch lady Get would it. have to heat it back up in the oven before it was our lunchtime so it could be warm. And the plastic would all like melt together, like you could never pull apart the thing yep. to get to the ZD. Like it was always a fighting, melted, <laughs> fused together plastic. It was. It really was. And then, so that was Wednesdays. Thursdays was KFC. KFC chicken nuggets Which? with mashed potatoes and gravy. Mm. Mm, chef's kiss. <laughs> chef's kiss. But also a problem with the plastic in the oven because there were sporks. For yep. the mashed potatoes, and those were in the box, the KFC box, and they would get and they out. wouldn't take them out before the <laughs> oven reheating. Which I don't blame them. That's like a whole extra step to go through the boxes to take the sporks out. It's like let's just throw it in there, right? So we had mangled sporks <laughs> every time, like they were just melted into whatever shape. Yeah, but those like mashed potatoes, so good. Oh my god. You want to go after this? <laughs> they were so good. They like it was like ah oh, perfect, especially if it was like a rainy day at school. It was like a nice little comfort food. And you had your little milk carton. Yeah, mm. everything was milk. Though think about that. Every everything was milk. <laughs> and then there was pizza, which I'm On sure is kind of normal, but Fridays. it was like Papa Gino's pizza. It was name brand. It wasn't like Cisco brand, right? Yeah, it was always like a good pizza. Were you a one-slice kid or a two-slice kid? You had to buy tickets. 
I was always a one slice. I think I was always a one slice. My dad wasn't going to buy the extra slice. (laughs) You eat like a bird. Because also, too, they probably like, here, I'm going to spend the money for you to eat two slices, and you're probably eating like half of the second one, maybe, and you're wasting it. Mm. And they cared more about spending money and food waste. (laughs) They want us to eat, but they don't want us to waste any food at the same time. Other than, like, the school provide lunches, I'm trying to think of what we as, like, the Portuguese kids in the class would bring as our lunch from home. I remember mine was bread and butter with a little of that Portuguese San George cheese with um, yuhu was always, what else? Or, or um... A can of small. Yeah. I feel like you were, your lunches were way more Portuguese than mine. <laughs> Everything were. was always on a pup suck. Yeah. Every sandwich was on a oh, pup suck. Yeah. Like I'd have jelly. I didn't like peanut butter, but I would have jelly sandwiches and they were always on a pup suck. See, I, and I didn't really have a lot of peanut butter and jelly. So like the most basic lunch that you can make for your kid, my mom didn't even make that. <laughs> and I probably was jealous of you bringing your jelly sandwiches. At one point, like my dad got wise to Lunchables, and I had Lunchables like every day. Yeah, and that I remember was good. you bringing those in. I don't think I was. I don't think I. Maria was lunchables. not going to buy Lunchables no. for you. No, I had. Like, Which she the- has perfectly good turkey and cheese that she can right. make a sandwich with you at home. And it's like so the same lunches I would get packed, my mom would pack for my father at work. <laughs> so think about it. Here I am. I'm eating like what my mom packed for my dad, like sh- this construction worker <laughs> funny i mean that's efficient yeah she's not gonna be packing a whole separate <laughs> so, lunch for you i don't play as a mom now like <laughs> do not blame her one bit oh i'm sure it's a struggle to- oh yeah and yeah. you have more to worry about now because they're very oh my god everything the allergies. food sensitivities and like back you, then you would be shamed for stuff now though like you have to send like all like healthy stuff or like right. before like my parents would send me to school with a sugar sandwich and that <laughs> was like a real thing that i would eat and they wouldn't call cps (laughs) and then they wonder why you're like off the walls (laughs) they're very like they're very food focused they don't want you to waste the food (laughs) so they want you to eat it if you pet like if your mom packed you two sandwiches you better eat those two sandwiches for lunch you can't come back with one sandwich back sometimes i would do that and then my mom would make me eat the sandwich after after school like <laughs> my dad loves telling the story about how stupid I was because he would yell at me every day when he would pack me a lunch and I'd eat like three bites of my sandwich and then the rest of it would come home like wasted, right? Yeah. And he would get mad at me every time. But he's like, "Why do you keep bringing it back? Like, why wouldn't you just throw it away in the trash and come home and be like, I ate it?" Like, why do you keep bringing it back to just to get a beaten every day for not eating your sandwich? He has a point, though. Yeah, he he's does. like, you're so stupid. She would just bring it home. <laughs> you should just throw it out. So it's about that time. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying our podcast, please just give us a review on whatever platform you're using to listen to us. You can also visit our website. It's folkandfad.com. We have transcripts available there of every episode, and you can also send us an email, mail at folkandfad.com. 
or you can hit us up on Twitter. Same handle there, Folk and Fab. And for Instagram, you can follow us at underscore it's called culture. 